Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Reputation Matters. I'm your host and founder of Rhino Reviews, Chelsea Craig. And this week, I am very excited to have Jason Wright, founder of Intentionally Inspirational, on the show with us today. Jason, welcome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Of course, of course. So, you know, we obviously, as Rhino Reviews, I'm a fan of alliterations, RRs. You're the same, Intentionally Inspirational. I'd love if you could actually just give us a couple seconds and explain where that name came from, because it definitely speaks like it has a meaning. Yeah. When, uh, back in the day, uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do online to start a business. Cause I told my wife, like, I, I'm not meant to work for people. And she said, what's your plan? I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And, uh, I was blogging actually for money. And, uh, I was like, this isn't my thing, but I think it's on the way to my thing. And I, I couldn't really figure out a, a good business name. And I remember waking up out of a dead sleep and I woke up my wife's like, Hey, intentionally inspirational. She's like, what are you talking about? So I don't know what that means yet, but it's going to change our life. So that's how it started. I, I didn't really know where it was going to go, but I knew it was important what I was doing. So that's a little weird story of where that came from. I absolutely love that, though. I love it. And I realized I jumped the gun. So, you know, I obviously know a little bit more about you, but could you take a minute and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and intentionally inspirational as a business? Yeah. So uh, I'm Jason Wright. I didn't know this about myself before getting into entrepreneurship, but I really like to kind of own my creative process, right? With everything that I do. So for that reason, corporate America is not a good fit for me. I don't like people telling me what to do and how to do things. So I built a company that allows me to do that and I can help people as well. We focus on digital marketing, specifically the sales funnel. Uh, We do it in a language that people actually understand. What a concept, right? What makes us a little bit different is we are platform specific. So we really focus on active campaign, click funnels, Facebook ads, and Zapier. I absolutely love that. Being a niche business ourselves, I, I that really resonates with me. The world of digital marketing and just the digital world changes so quickly that I'm almost a little wary sometimes when people say, oh, we're experts in it all. And so I love that you've really dialed in, found you know processes that are repeatable and systems and you know deliver the results that your clients need. So I know we were talking a little bit about this and I always love to get everyone's definition. Obviously, our show today is really focused on reviews and reputation. So before we dive into some of the bigger questions, I'd like to take a step back and just ask, you know, what does reputation management mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything, right? If if you don't have a good reputation as a business, it's going to be pretty hard to grow it, right? You're going to have to uh, work extra hard to grow your business and uh, to get those warm and hot referrals that everybody loves and needs. So it's something that I've taken very seriously since the beginning for myself. Uh, anytime I'm working with clients that are new and starting up, I talk about it because I literally say one good client relationship can change your entire business, right? And what I've found, it's never really the people you expect. You know, you start getting a stream of just red hot referrals. You're like, man, where are these coming from? And you find out and you go, oh, wow, I never I never would have guessed, but it really can change everything. So doing what you say you're going to do is huge. Setting that upfront ex- expectation with the client that, hey, I want to get, you know, five-star work done for you. And I expect a review when I get done and I'll do whatever it takes to make you happy. I mean, setting those simple expectations really go a long way and it really makes all the difference in the world. So social proof or reviews, whatever you want to call it, is something every business needs to focus on quite a bit, especially when they're new. When you're new and nobody knows who you are or what you exist, getting a couple of video testimonials can change your whole business. It's a big deal. So one thing that I kind of bonded over with you as you were talking about starting the agency. You mentioned starting on Upwork and that taught you 
from the agency perspective, the importance of reviews, of being top rated. And obviously that translates to the importance of it with your customers as well. But could you speak to kind of the impact that that had with you yourself as you were kind of building your, your brand? Absolutely. So Upwork, if for anybody that doesn't know, it's the world's largest freelance marketplace. And they you have know, changed a lot over the years, but there's a lot of people looking for work there. So it's a great opportunity to get in front of paying clients. Everything there is based on reviews. So when I got started, I was, like I said, chasing writing work. And then I started noticing that people in digital marketing were looking for stuff I just learned. So I started to see all this opportunity. And I remember finding this one guy, his hourly rate was way higher than everybody else's. And he just had so much money generated. He's like, what's the difference? So I just started looking at his profile and I was like, this guy is making it a focus. It's clear to me on getting these five-star reviews. So I started doing some research and I found out that once you're top rated on Upwork, you still have competition, but it's less. And then the holy grail is the invite only jobs, right? So I was like, all right, I think this platform might be able to help me generate somewhat regular work. Because before that, it wasn't regular at all. It was every other month or every couple of months. So I just became obsessed with getting people on a call, figuring out what they're trying to do, see if I can help them, and then say, hey, my expectation when we're done is to get a five-star review. So keep that in mind, and I'm not going to stop working until you're happy. And I was more focused on the review than the money, and it paid off. It paid off in, in great dividends and still does to this day. So allowed me to get top rated. I think I've been top rated like four years now straight with what I do, and it just really helps you rise to the top. With those strategies that you learned, so one of the questions that we get a lot from business owners is just, I mean, it sounds like a simple question and for someone such as yourself, it probably is, but just making that ask, how do I ask customers for a review? You you are clearly comfortable doing that. You've got some type of process down. What advice do you have for business owners if they're struggling to make that ask or feeling uncomfortable with it? I think a mistake a lot of people make is they ask after the fact, set the expectation up front in your first conversation. I am so committed to giving you a great experience or whatever that my expectation is to get a five-star review, but I'm also willing to work for it. So when we're all done, all your questions are answered and you're completely satisfied, are you going to give me a five-star review? Make that ask up front. And I think you'll find that 99% of people are more than happy to do so. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you mentioned, you know, you are a product-specific kind of agency. So you bring people into your processes. When you're bringing your clients on, are reviews and kind of creating that process, I have to think from a sales funnel, that's you know towards the end of a process. Is that something that you work to implement for your current clients as well? So are you talking about me like having my reviews and check when they find me or what are you asking exactly? Sorry, I definitely wasn't clear with that. I was pivoting and saying, so when you're working as an agency, when you're working with your clients to deliver their results, is that something that you're kind of building into the sales process as well? Or what does that typically look like? Um, as far as me telling them my expectation for reviews and that type of thing. And ultimately helping them get reviews for their own business. Yeah. People are quite resistant and do make up a lot of excuses because I really like video reviews. I'm like, if you can get one or two or three video reviews and get those on your main landing page, it can change your business. And man, people will make up all the reasons in the world. Oh, my camera's not good enough. Oh, I don't have a good mic. Just use your phone. No, I can't do that. I have an old phone. Like People will stress out to the point of making themselves sick over you know, getting on reviews or asking people for video reviews or things like that. But I try to do it. What's interesting to me is 
I've pivoted more from focusing on like, give me a video review. I like video. I don't ask for reviews as much as I used to. What I say is, you know, can you bring me clients? Kind of the the next level of it. And I have a few lead sources that are, are referral based like that. They're just monsters. Some cases they're paid, some cases they're not. But the ultimate form of review is your client calling up his buddy or his friends or her friends and saying, hey, you need to talk to this guy. And it's great when you get an email that says, hey, I want to, I want you to invoice me. I want that same thing that, that Chelsea has. And it's like, okay, there's the most powerful testimony you could ever get right there. We haven't even spoke it yet and you're trying to pay me already. So Yeah. So you, you mentioned video testimonials and the, the power that they have. I mean, that's it's social media. It's everything. We're consuming video in, in every aspect. Yep. Would you, and, and I just want to pick your brain on this. If you, so for example, one of your dental clients where I'd have to think video is huge from an image standpoint, I want to see how you can transform my smile. Would you suggest to that dental practice that they should go after more Google reviews? Or do you think there would be more value in them prioritizing getting one or two killer video testimonials? And there's not a wrong answer, just your your opinion. And I find that you can, if somebody's willing to give you one, they're usually willing to give you both. You know what I mean? Because like a Google review, it doesn't take much time. Two or three sentences that are authentic would be great. You know, if somebody's willing to make a video two minutes or less, a lot of times people will do both. Sometimes they'll just do the Google review. I really haven't run anybody that's willing to do video and not Google. So I think it's worth asking for all of it because, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They say no, which, which isn't that, which isn't terrible. I know that's, I had to laugh. So we equate a lot of the times there's a a kind of like presentation that we give in monthly meetings. And one of my lines in there is always, you know, I get asking for a review. If you're not, if you've never done it before, it can be intimidating. And I call it, it's kind of like asking the first date. It's, you know, oh, well you go out with me and it's this vulnerable feeling, but okay. They say, no, you're no different than you were before. It's, it's going to be okay. What a great response to that is to say, no, say, why not? So what you just did there is what so many businesses and the clients that we work with, we try and coach them on because you just turned this into an opportunity because if they're not willing to give you a review, don't you want to know why? Doesn't that mean that something's wrong? Doesn't that mean that they're not going to go refer your dental practice to their friends and now you've lost other customers? But it is amazing. You know, so many businesses, they don't, they're scared of that feedback, but it's preventing growth for them as a business. You'll like this. So I have uh, in one of my low ticket offerings or kind of facing out, phasing out, actually, there is a uh, automated survey that goes out after 30 days. And there's five questions. And it's basically like, if you answer this and it goes well, there's conditional logic that will read your answers and say, okay, would you be willing to leave us Google review? If you hate me, I don't want to ask you to leave a review. But this person said that my skill on a scale of one to 10 with digital marketing strategy was a zero. And I was like, Hmm, that's weird. Never, never heard anything like that in my life. So I dug into it because it, it kind of pissed me off. I was like, what's going on here? I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah. And I was like, so I immediately emailed her back like 30 seconds later, because it comes to me through email. And I said, uh, well, what is this? And as I dug in, it took me about a month or two to, to really understand, but she'd been burned so bad by previous digital markers, which is something you probably see as well all the time that she just had this distrust and this lack of confidence is so many people oversell and under deliver. And uh, as we've worked together, it's, I get better faster today. It'd be a very different number. So, but it was interesting because I was just like, what is going on? And there's no way I could just ignore that. So I encourage anybody listening, if you get a bad review, dig into it because there might just be a misunderstanding. There might be old baggage. 
there might be something that's really wrong with what you're doing. So you'll never know unless you ask. And the way you just asked, I mean, what you also did there that we try and coach a lot of our clients on is the speed in which you respond. Oh, yeah. You said, you know, that came through an email, you got that notification and you followed, you followed up. You didn't say two weeks later, I reached back out, especially when it's negative feedback, you need to follow up very promptly. Yep. So working in the service-based businesses and the service industries, are there specific brands that you believe or have found, or not specific brands, I apologize, specific businesses that you believe or have found that reviews, reputation, and that kind of hyper-local focus is, is really effective for? Yeah. I mean, I think anybody who's in the B2C space, uh, business to consumer, it's huge. Doctors, dentists, restaurants, I mean, that stuff's huge because even now, like before we go to a new restaurant, we're on an open table, we're on Google. If it looks great and everybody says it sucks, we're not going there. You know, if it's under four stars, I'm not going. Or if I'm going to look to make a purchase and the, you know, the, the ratings are under four stars, I'm not buying it. It's not worth my time to take a chance. So I think reviews are really, really important. And I think B2C is is even bigger than, than B2B, maybe in some cases. So. No, absolutely. And how important, so one of the questions we get a lot from specifically in the service industry, where they're sometimes inundated with reviews and it's hard to manage, how important is it, is the post-review process, is responding, following up offline? Like, What would you suggest for a business that's either struggling with that or not doing it at all? Well, if they're struggling, they could hire somebody like yourself and your team to help them out. I would recommend that if they don't have the manpower. But like what you say doesn't as matter as is how fast you respond. Like your response time tells the in-person everything they need to know. Oh, this is important to me, but it took me two months to respond. No, it's not. Obviously, it's not important. If your house was on fire, would you wait till it burned down to try to get out or would you get out right away? So somebody's behavior or actions tell you everything you need to know. So I would say... If it's important to you, act like it, prove it by responding within 24 hours. And if you can't do it, get somebody like yourself on board to help out. I absolutely love that. And one of the things that we found working with, and I'm sure you can relate to when you're working with sometimes the service industry, as well as the small businesses, it's owner operated. So these, these businesses, they take these reviews so personally because it's their baby, which is great. But the downside of that is you're sitting mulling over the perfect response. And it's like, just get what you said, just get something up there because the conversation can happen offline, but publicly your review response, yes, it's for that person, but it's also for the next three people that are reading that review. So you don't want that just empty sitting there. What's interesting is you don't know this about me, but I used to work at Angie's List, right? When they were in the peak, when they were in the peak of doing everything that they did well. Yeah, you've got all the inside scoop. Yeah, it was interesting because one of their policies that I never liked was they wouldn't take down reviews against businesses, no matter how crazy they were. And I saw some stuff that was, I won't even tell you because you, would, you wouldn't believe me and it wouldn't be appropriate, just ridiculous. And I would tell people, because I was in new sales and I was account management for, for years, I would tell people like the worst thing you can do is wait to respond. I'm like, let's talk about imperfect action. When we hang up, respond now. Well, I don't have time. Well, it's going to come back to haunt you and you're going to screw your own business up. And that's the truth. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's never the review culture we live in has never really gone away. And it was there before that, right? It was just face-to-face word of mouth. So uh, it's always going to be a big deal for any company that wants to stay in business and grow. And you have to respond quickly. So that whole perfect response thing, it's just an excuse not to respond. Just put something out there even if it's middle of the road and uh, don't get overly emotional in your response, 
but let them know. And like you said, the future people know that you've seen it and you're reacting to it. The perfect response is an excuse to not respond. I absolutely love that. And I'm definitely going to be stealing and quoting you on that. <laughs> and it, what you just said is so true. So obviously you have experience with, with Angie's List and that side. I know you also work with property management companies. So you're probably familiar with apartmentratings.com as well. We have a couple clients there and that review rating, I mean, across all platforms, the algorithm is always a little different. It's never a straight average. But for that platform in specific, you actually have a weighted, I believe it's 25 or 30% of your rating is determined by the speed in which you respond because they understand it is that important for those consumers. So they want to reward the businesses that that are you know actively monitoring it. But that's a huge, that's huge. 30% of your rating factors into how quickly you're responding, regardless of to your point, what you say. Yeah. That's interesting. So Angie's list. So you were you were there prior to it being just Angie then, which is the the now. Oh yeah, I was prior to it being public at all. When it was a private, in my opinion, because I was there, but when it was a privately held company, it was at its peak. You know, it was it was the best then, and then things change as they go public. But yeah, this was uh, at this point. My daughter's ten. Hell, this is probably ten close to ten years ago. Oh my goodness. So you mentioned obviously Angie's list changing and and I have a lot of mixed feelings about any platforms that are pay to play. The other, you know, I can't start talking about platforms that have uh issues and not bring up Yelp. What is your opinion, your approach? How do you help customers and clients deal with it cuz that platform is an interesting one. I'll be honest with you, I don't deal really much with Yelp at all. I kind of ignore it. I'm a big fan of let's get let's get reviews on your your web pages, your landing pages. Uh, obviously Google's a staple. If you're on any platforms like an Upwork or a Fiverr that you're dependent on for leads that have their own reviews, focus on those as well. But I don't use Yelp as a consumer and I don't worry about it at all for my business. So I don't have much of an opinion, to be honest. No, I like that. And we're, we're definitely, the more I can get professionals such as yourself to get on here and say like, it's okay, there's other options out there. I, I think it helps businesses understand and Similar to how Angie's List had a peak a little bit ago, I think Yelp definitely had a time and a place and they frustrated both the consumers and the businesses so much that everyone's shifting away from it. Yep. Um, so ha- so happy to hear that, that uh, you're, you're supporting that feeling. So Jason, I obviously could sit and kind of keep picking your brain about all these like strategies and just different experiences you've had, but want to let you get back to actually delivering these amazing five-star results for your clients. So to kind of wrap this up today, one question I always like to ask is if I'm a business and I am out there either struggling to get a couple of reviews started or struggling with just negative reviews in general, what are some quick tips or uh, kind of actionable takeaways that I could start today to help fix that? That's a great question. If you're sitting here right now and you've got, like you said, negative reviews, you just don't have enough good reviews in general, think about your three best clients or customers that you have, right? Pick up the phone, reach out to them, say, hey, I've loved working with you. You've obviously loved working with me. Could you make me a two-minute video? Just use your phone, nice and simple. Just tell people what it's like working with you. I'm not going to give you any talking points or script. Just roll with it. Get those hosted in like Vimeo or something like that and throw them up on the landing page of the website. And you can even include them in some of your follow-up emails for new sales, things like that as well. Social proof is always big, but I would do that. I would try to get new video reviews this week. I mean, you've got time anytime you're listening to this to make that happen pretty fast. And then just remember with negative reviews, the best thing you can do is to take action right away. If you don't have the capacity to do it, maybe you've got somebody else in your team that can do it. It won't require much time. It just requires 
quick response. So I would make those small efforts and it could uh, go a long way in helping your business. Absolutely love that. I love that. And you're right. If, if the ask, it's the perfect response kind of dilemma again, you know, saying you don't have time is an excuse. It takes, you know, maybe three to five minutes to drop that email and send it out. And that's if you're a slow typer. So, you know, you, you definitely got the opportunity. <laughs> Shout out to slow typers. I'm one of them. So no one's out there with people. But Jason, if people wanted to, to talk further with you, either continue about reviews and reputation or learn more about the killer sales process that, that you help implement for your clients, how can they reach you? The best place to go is intentionallyinspirational.com. Uh, there's options there to jump on a call with me. Awesome. And we will have that included in the show notes. Easy link for everyone here. Uh, make sure you go on there and check it out and learn a little bit more. Jason, I want to thank you again for your time today and, and all the advice and strategies that you shared with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great. Of course. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Reputation Matters. Make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating so you stay updated on all the latest releases. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web, rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget, nine out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.